Glory to God. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful blessing. We're going to be sharing, you know, I guess like Jim's going to be going through the numbers. And, uh, uh, you know, we have an amazing, wonderful board uh, of guys that, are, that help basically run Harvest Bible Church. You know, they're my financial board. They're the board of advisors. They're great, great guys. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in the process of doing something supernatural, Okay. We're doing something in the midst that everybody else uh, is kind of hunkering down, and we're not hunkering down at all. We're building. We are rising and building, and we're moving forward, believing God. You know, I, I thank you for that weak applause. Praise God, but that's okay. Hallelujah. It's all good. It's all good. You know, we had a, we had a very interesting board meeting, hallelujah, this past Thursday night, because uh, the rubber meets the road this week. So it's time for us to believe God, exercise our faith, and, and is, is God moving? Is he not moving? Or is he, does he want us to do this or not want us to do this? And as you can see, by the, we're, you know, we're very, very comfortably, comfortably full here, actually very full, which is a tremendous blessing, and we love it. And you know, it'd be very easy to just stay status quo, have fun, have the money, everything's all good, we're doing really good, oh, it's all good, no pressure, no faith. And you know me, that's not going to work. It isn't. And so we are. We're launching out into the deep. We're believing. And we're believing what God is saying. You know, we're about to start into a project that's going to cost probably close to $3 million to start and do and say, we're going to do this, you know. And I don't believe we need, we need the, you know, the world's mammon. I don't think we need the world's money. I think God's going to increase and bless you, bless us, and we're going to be able to do that. I do believe that. Some says, well, that's impossible. Listen, God did the impossible by giving us this place. God did the impossible by doing everything he did. He said, I don't even need you. Watch me. Watch what I do. Watch what I can do without you. He didn't even ask me how he's going to do it. I, was, I gave him all kinds of options, and he did none of those. I thought my options were good. He didn't even take any of them. He just did what he wanted to do. And for those of you that don't know, in 2021, we purchased this whole 7.75 acres for $4.6 million, okay? It's a lot of money, amen? You know, but in a matter of weeks, believe it or not, we only owed $2.1 million on it. In three weeks, actually, God came up with a million dollars cash. God came up and we were able, and through just the working of miracles, had $1.5 million of debt forgiven. And uh, so, uh, so that made it 2.5 off of 4.6, which made it 2.1. Amen. And God has done it because of your giving, your blessings, it's below that now. And God is doing great things. And, uh, and thank God, you know, we have this, the school is, is, is paying their rent and stuff. But you know what? God's, God's interested in the harvest. And the fields are wide in the harvest. Amen? And I think that's what God's endeavoring to do. Because I keep getting asked a lot of different questions about what happens if the school leaves. But the school, they love us, so I don't think they're ever going to leave. We, you know, they think it's great. But... Uh, uh, and, and we like them being there because they like to give us lots of money, so it's good, okay? And uh, that's a blessing. But they ask us, well, would we build this if they were gone? Would we go there? Would we do that? Hey, listen, if they left, we'd still go there, but we'd still build this building. We just wouldn't have a big stage in this building. 
The only thing that would eliminate in this building would be our 60-foot stage that's 60 by 30, okay? It's 1,800 square feet of stage on that crazy thing because you guys wanted it to be a church instead of a gymnasium. But other than that, it's all good. So I says, Pastor, you seem to be a little bit animosity, but I, I'm, I'm still healing. Healing, <laughs> healing over that, okay? Hallelujah. But how many of you know when you step out in faith, the very first thing that the enemy attacks is your peace? So go with me to John chapter 16 and verse 3. So I'm going to build faith in you, build strength. Hey, you better get ready. You're about to get blessed. I believe that. Me, me and Mr. Hicks here, we're, we're believing for $10 million each, okay? And we're, we're, we, got, we got this running thing of who's going to get it first. Same time. Oh, same, oh, same, same time. Well, that's good, Jim. You're very Christian about that. It's good stuff. I love it. Hey, I'll take it at the same time. But I don't care if you get it first. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you say that jokingly, but you know what? God's amazing. Because believe it or not, God did do that. We had to come up with a million dollars in three weeks and God did it. You say, how did he do it? I don't know. We don't know. You don't know. But he did. It was there. We had $1,008,000 after three weeks. So we had $8,000. I didn't know how we were going to make salary. didn't know how we were going to do anything. But God did. And ever since then... God's continued to be God. He's continued to bless. And you'll stick around. You'll get to see what God is doing. And I tell you, I just changed right then. I just, something's transformed on on the inside of me. I mean, I've always been reckless faith. I've always had crazy faith, okay? Uh, But now I got a little bit more. (laughs) But I just believe that. I really, truly believe. I believe God's hands upon it. And it's not going to be hard. Because you guys do realize we've never even taken one special offering. We did 200 and some thousand dollars for our roof and, and over, over $100,000 worth of improvement on our parking lots and wells and, and things and stuff. And we've never asked you one time for an offering. Be- but it's because of your giving. It's because of your honoring God. Because of your faithfulness. It's just there. See, that's a blessing. That's a testimony to you. That's a testimony. And you know what? Watch what God does. So you're about to get blessed. Just honor God with your blessings. Amen. That's all we need to do. And God's going to do it. I truly believe that. Now, are we, are we doing our due diligence? Yes, we're going to go talk to the bank. We're going to do all that stuff I hate. Amen. Let me just share a little story with you, too, that will help you. When, uh, when I was pastoring in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we were in the inner city church, and it, and it didn't have, you know, we had a lot of people, but not very much money at all. And so the bankers, and we wanted to re- redo our whole front of our building, which was 26,000 square feet. It was five stories high. It was a solid brick building, but we wanted to get it repointed. We wanted to fix the marquee out front because it was an old theater. And so we wanted to do all this. And, and it was so funny. I met with the board of the bank, and we were all meeting together with my board. And, uh, and they were looking at it. And of course, none of them are saved. And they said, listen, if you do away with this thing called tithe, if you quit tithing 10% of the church's money and giving all this money to missions, you probably wouldn't need our money. And the minute they said that, I said, glory to God. And everybody said, what's that? I said, we don't need your money. This meeting's adjourned. <laughs> and my board looked at me like, we, we do need it. I said, no, we don't need it. We don't. Because if we don't do that, if we're not giving as a church, we're not doing missions, we're not giving, we won't survive. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
You know, and we do that. 10% of every offering in Harvest Bible Church goes to missions. Everything, no matter what. That's right off the top. That goes and we give and we sow and we give. And you guys have been so precious. And that's why we're blessed. <laughs> he said, what, what did you? No. Well, How did you do it? God did it. Same way he did this other thing. And he reminded me of all those things. He said, yeah, now you've got all the facts and the facts look like it ain't going to happen. Because if we borrowed that money... Even if we came up with one million and had to borrow two million, that would be a $20,000 a month mortgage. Not that we couldn't handle it because you guys are awesome. Who wants to, though? We were already paying $7,000 a month in interest. Who wants to do that? I want to get that paid off. Don't get discouraged. Don't get, we're not asking for you personally. Hallelujah. We're not asking anyone. We're not taking up an offer. We're not doing anything except shouting and thanking God for his good. And we're going to help your peace. And we're going to help your faith today. Hallelujah. I always say this. Listen, we're not asking you to believe for it. We're just asking for you not to put the brakes on. Amen. We'll get this done because God's going to get it done. Amen. He will. He'll do it. And you just, you just stick around long enough to watch him. You promise? All right. Turn to your neighbor. Say, it's okay. Breathe. Breathe. Take a deep breath. It's all good. Listen, I really truly believe that. God told us to make a stand back in 2020. God told us to make a stand. And God's told us to make other stands. And God's told us to be very vocal in every area of life. Politically, community, every area. We're alive and well. And we're going to continue to be alive. We're a beacon for a lot of folks. Okay, around the world. We're a testimony. You're a testimony. You don't even know how big a testimony you are. It's amazing how big a testimony you are to everybody around the world. You are. Just because we're here and because of what God's done and what he's doing. Amen? And so the key is, is that we've got to grab a hold of it. And here's the thing about it. Every one of you has the peace of God living and dwelling on the inside of you. See, because the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace. Amen? So thank God for love and joy, but we're going to talk about peace this morning. Amen? We're going to talk about peace. We're going to get some peace. Hallelujah. And we're going to thank God. Hallelujah. That we walk in the peace of God and the faith that God has given unto us. Amen? Now look at here in John chapter uh, 16. Look at verse 33. (laughs) He said this. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. In the world, you will have tests, trials, troubles, all that. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen? The New Living Translation says this. I have told you all this so that you may have peace or that you may have peace in me. Aren't you glad that he said, in me, you're going to have peace in the King James? New Living says, you have peace in me. Aren't you glad we don't have peace in the world, but we have peace in Christ? Here on the earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. You know, when you talk about peace, it's easy to talk about it. How many know that we have this great, great level of confession, and usually we have this low level of living? Don't shout me down. They all got nervous about that. Hallelujah. But how many of you know that God, hallelujah, wants us to rise and shine? It's time to arise and shine. And to see the glory of God in our lives. It's time to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. 
just taste and see. How do we do that? Well, the Bible says that the ear tries words like the mouth tastes food. So if you're going to taste the word of God, you have to hear it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear it, it builds faith. When you hear things about peace, it'll bring peace on the inside of you. Now, the amazing thing about God's peace, it's totally different than the peace that we kind of think about. God's peace is powerful. You know, we've heard about the Hebrew word shalom, right? You know, we're talking about nothing missing, nothing broken. I mean, all completeness. I mean, it's, it's this amazing word. But guess what? This Greek word here in this verse right here is, is just co-equal with that word shalom. And actually, when you read about it, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I got a good friend that is. You know, I can't wait. He's actually writing a whole New Testament uh, expanded thing. It's going to be thicker than the Amplified Bible. So it's going to be fun when it's all done, you know. But when he does get it to us, the the cool thing about it is, is that it just, you know, it's going to give you so many different avenues. But what it does, it expounds a language, lets you know that you just cannot fathom when God says things to you. When Jesus said, my peace I give to you, what does that mean? Jesus gave you his peace. He said, my peace I leave it, not as the world gives, but I give it to you. Amen? He turned around and said, guess what? I'm going to give you my joy, and I'm going to give you my peace. I mean, do you ever read about Jesus in the Bible where he was just wringing his hand going, my gosh, these people are all, I can't believe it. The only time he kind of looked anything like that was at his disciples, and he said, where's your faith? How long have I been with you? Don't you know me? You're going to know the Father. I mean... He's looking at, and then all of a sudden they say, oh, now we believe. And he goes, now you believe? After three years? Praise God. And he's like thinking, hey, Father, I think they're getting it. <laughs> See, there's hope for all of you and me. Yes. Hey, amen? Yes. You know, Philippians says this. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Through Christ Jesus. So we're going to let the peace of God guard our hearts. You know, at the beginning of this year, God, you know, was just kind of stirring in my heart about a lot of things. And I was listening to a lot of different uh, ministers, a lot of different, because I wanted to hear what the flavor, what is everybody saying and doing? You know, there's all kinds of voices in the earth and, and none of them without signification, but you got to hear the heart of the Father. And how many of you know, many times there's something woven in there. Like I told you, it's with worship and praise was one of them. But the other one is this, is that things that can be shaken are going to be shaken. There's going to be things that take, just like he said in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Things are going to happen. Things are, you're going to go through. There's going to be things. There's going to be opposition. But glory to God. It's no fun if there's no opposition. Who wants to just win 55 to nothing? You're not playing Madden football on the computer anymore. You know, my, my son, you know, oh, look, at I'm winning. I said, that's no fun. Who wants to do that? Who wants to never have opposition? See, you guys think, well, I don't want to have any. We don't even know what you're made of till you got something coming against you. You don't even know how much faith you have till it's been tried. I mean, who doesn't like a good fight? Come on. You know, and when I say that, I say that in the right tense of the word is because the Bible tells us, let's fight the good fight of faith. But we're going to fight the good fight of faith with joy and with peace. 
Because the peace that he's talking about, hallelujah, is a peace that is amazing. It's a peace that's going to bring an inner stability on the inside of you. It's actually going to help you to, in the midst of chaos, it's, it's going to be able to, you're going to be able to stand there and see the salvation of the Lord. You're going to see God's end. And you're going to walk around and people go, I don't think they have enough sense to worry. I don't think they have enough sense to be afraid. I think there's something wrong with them. They should be terrified. And you'll be like that. You know, there was a picture. They they did a thing about picture. They say, one of you, and we want you to take a picture about calm. And all these pictures were really pretty. They had all kind of meadows, all kind of, but one picture was, I mean, just had storms and dark and, and they're like, what the heck is calm? But right in the middle of that was an eagle sitting in the cleft of the rock. Just as calm, sitting on a nest going, this cool. <laughs> Rain, thunder, lightning. I mean, just pouring everywhere. Just to, and then the bird just sitting there like, yeah, no problem. Just as calm as could be. Because it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter the storms around you. The biggest key is you got to keep the storms from being within you. The fear that's being within you, the concerns of being within you, like, oh my gosh, it's this amount. How am I going to do it? You're not. It's not up to you. God doesn't call you to do something you get to do. God gets to do it. And it's a drop in the bucket for God. Nothing. It's nothing for God. Amen. It's totally nothing. I mean, it's so amazing when you see it. See, God said, no matter what's going on around us. Now, here's the key. Doesn't mean that we don't look and see. Doesn't mean that we don't pray. Doesn't mean that we don't see these things. We don't uh, pray about all this other stuff or we don't take action. What it means is, is that we're going to go in faith. We're going to believe no matter what's going on around, we can have peace regardless of what's going on around us. Amen. Now, here's the big key. Here's the question. This is the title. You know, I shouldn't say the title. I don't know if it's the title or not. But anyways, you know, what does it mean to stay in peace? You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that he's given us the way of peace. How to show us how to walk in this. Now, we all have it. We all have a part of the fruit of the spirit. But how do we draw peace out of us? We got to draw joy out the Bible. So we got to draw peace out. We got to let peace that passes all understanding guard our hearts and mind. Now, another thing, another thing about this word peace is so amazing. When you look at it and they bring out all these meanings, it also means that peace should be the umpire or the referee of your life. That's how you should know that. You should, what's going to be the, what do you mean the umpire? He's the one that calls you out or safe. He's the one that dictates whether it's a strike or a ball. All right. Or he, you know, if, if it's doing that, if he's a referee, he's the one sees if you get a yellow card or not. (laughs) Or a red card, and you completely get kicked out of the game, okay? So when you let peace, peace is what determines what's going on in you. That's why the Bible says we follow after peace. That's why being led by the Spirit of God is you follow peace. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem right, doesn't, things don't look right, but what is the peace that, what's, what's, what's God speaking about? What is it about this? Do I step and I do this? What is this? Because it also declares it also shows that that peace doesn't just give you peace to stand. It gives you peace to rebuild. It gives you peace to step forward. It gives you peace to stand and do what God's called you to do. Amen? See, instead of just standing back there in the midst of it, hallelujah, God gives you peace that it's time to step out out of the boat. You know, God gives you peace to speak to the storm, to cause peace be still. 
God begins to tell you, hey, let's do this. Let's deal with this right here. Now, he says in the world you're going to have tribulation, but that word only means pressure. How do you know there's a lot of pressure right now? A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure to conform. There's a lot of pressure. It's hot in here. Hot for me. Is it, you guys all nice? Uh, you guys are good. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm just being nervous. You're all looking at me like, Ugh. I'm trying to bring peace into my soul here. <clears throat> There's some pressure. No. You, you're, it's your call. You're going to, yeah, you're going to. Oh, it's open. That's that what the problem. There we go. There we go. My wife's trying to tell me how not to, you know, I don't know what's going on with this shirt. But anyways, hallelujah. Amen. I know what it is. It's my phone that is pulling it down. Now we'll get pretty here. Okay. Anyways, I knew there was some pressure coming from somewhere. No. Why do I share this with you? Because here's the thing about it. We make serving God, we make believing God so hard. Remember I said we have this great, great confession. We speak the word. We're doing all the right. But we need to experience and see. I believe this is a year that we're going to see. Super, I don't believe it's going to take long in any area. I think this is a year that we believe, we will see, we do. Amen? I believe that. Now, whether or not you... But here's the thing about it. If you don't... We have all this peace. We have this joy on the inside of us. But it doesn't do you any good unless you yield to it. Unless you draw it up. Unless you say, well, I'm going to let the peace of God that passes all understanding, guard my heart and mind. How do I do that in the sense when everything's going crazy and it looks like I can't pay my bills or it looks like we got to have this thing and we're going to sign here. You're going to get committed to all of these things. See, I'm preaching to me more than I'm preaching to you today. So when Jim gets up here and he tells you all this stuff and you go, well, we can't do that. Yes, we can. Just calm down. Everything's good. Okay? Because, you know, because what used to happen, you know, when I had Jim and John Sales on my uh, board, Jim, he, was, he would say, do things, and then John would say, Pastor, they is what they is. The numbers, they just is what they is. I said, but there's something to change. <laughs> there's something to change. See, you know, John ran off and left me, moved down to Fresno there, bless his heart. And, and so he didn't get, see, he left, and then all of a sudden we got blessed. No, just kidding, John, I love you. <laughs> John, I love you. You're watching him. I love you, man. No, he was awesome. He was, we used to just kid each other. He was amazing. But, you know, because, you know, we still communicated, talk. It's a blessing. The reason why I share that, though, is because when you look at things and you go, oh, but, but look at this, look at, look at everything. I know, we look at everything, but it doesn't have the God factor in it. And it doesn't have what's on the inside. Hallelujah. Because I've got to draw it up. I've got to let peace. So which means I can't let the thoughts from around. I've got to let what God says. God, I'm going to let your peace rule and reign in my heart. Because you said that your peace, is, it, it surpasses understanding. I can't think about this. All I can do is trust you that I'm leaving led. Trust you of what you're saying to do. I'm going to let the peace of God rule in my heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to allow that. But see, you've got to let that. See, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 says this. It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, which simply means you cannot let it. You can worry, you can fret, you can get frustrated, you can get all concerned. You know, it, it doesn't mean that you're not planning. It doesn't mean, like I told you, we're planning, we're looking, we're doing this. We're going to talk to everybody. We're going to do all the natural things, okay? 
But I'm believing that we're not going to use none of those. I really am. I, I really am. And, and, and you're going to get to see the miraculous things of God. I am believing that with all of my heart. That watch, God, watch what God can do. Hallelujah. We're going to have that like the little woman's, you know, uh, meal. That when she fed Elijah, it just kept producing for three years. Or we're going to have where the, the woman gets all of the pots and she says, pour the oil. And, and he, she just kept pouring and it just kept filling. And she could pay it all. And she paid it all off. God's just going to keep doing it. He's just going to keep pouring in. Hallelujah. He's going to keep doing it. He always has and he always will. Why is he going to stop now? Amen. Hallelujah. Because when we see that, we have, but let me keep reading here of Colossians chapter 3. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Rule. That means let it take authority. It rules over all of your fretting and you know, all the things that are anxieties and fear and, and all the worry and all the fretfulness, all these things. And we're going to let peace be the umpire. We're going to say, well, does this bring peace or does, it, or does it bring worry? Amen. You know, uh, am I going to let fear, you know, here's the thing about it. Have we done all of our due diligence? Have we done all of these things here? And, and, you know, and yet, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We're doing it. We're, you know, we're calculating. We're looking at this. We're looking at what the Word of God says. All right. Well, if we've done everything else, then fear Hallelujah. It's not in us. It just, it's just trying to, yeah, you, this is the concerns here. But you know what? That doesn't affect us, praise God. Hallelujah. Because we know how to, we're doing the right thing. Stepping in the right direction. Amen. And we'll know. How will we know? Because we'll know by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. When we lose our peace. Amen. And that's what people do. People, they, they, they lose their joy and peace. And they think, well, I'm just going to face it through. You can't. You're on empty. You ran out of gas. In your faith mobile, you ran out of gas because peace and joy is your that's, your, that's what you have. And if you have no peace and no joy, you got no gas. And so you've, you've shut down. You know? Hallelujah. I mean, joy is your gas, but peace is your oil. If you ran out of oil, you blew your engine. It is. It's, the Bible says that, you know, we have peace and joy in believing. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. We have peace and joy in believing. So, so, and now here's the thing about it is that God's peace comes from within, not out here. There still can be chaos. There still can be all kinds of things. What are you going to do now? Do you ever have the devil just tell you, what are you going to do now? You ever been driving down the road and one tire chimes in and says, what are you going to do about that? What are you gonna, and then the other one does a duet, you know, thinking about this. When you're thinking about that, oh, my gosh. You know, and then all of a sudden you got a trio singing on the other side. Then you got a quartet. And they're all just blaring at you. What are you going to do about this? So how do I do that? My, my mind, like, how do I get peace? You know what you do when all that's coming? You say, let me just tell you what I'm going to do about that, Mr. Devil. Praise God. Since you're so concerned about whether or not I'm going to do something about that, here's what I'm going to do. Man, I've just cast my care over onto the Lord, and he's got it handled. I'm telling you, God's directed my step. Glory to God. I'm just going to let the peace that passes all understanding guard my heart and mind. I'm just going to yield to that. Hallelujah. I'm going to let God be God. I'm going to let this word rule on the inside of me. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Rule. Rule means I'm going to let it be the umpire or the referee. Hallelujah. I'm going to let peace dictate my joy, dictate what I'm doing. And if God's not big enough, then we just don't need to do it. She said, what are, what are people going to say? I just go around and say, God's not big enough. And God is big enough. Do you know he's never, he's never failed when I, when, I, when I talk to him like that? He, he just said, well, you mean you saw? I said, yeah, God, if you told me to do that, I believe you did. If you didn't, then stop me. Tell me what I need to do here. I mean, we got a good thing going. We don't need to mess it up. Amen? And then we talk about this all the time. Why aren't we just relaxing? We just spent a whole week. And for those of you who are so concerned where we went, we actually went to Hawaii on our anniversary. Had a blast and a really good time. It was really cool. Went to Kauai and it was a real process. But anyway, like I said, I had a great tour guide. She did fantastic. So anyway, we talk about this. Because she like gets up and says, we need to. And she's like driven. And I'm like, calm down. Hey, we could do this. We could do that. And then all of a sudden, me and Greg go, whoa, baby. Me, Greg, and Crispin, we think, and it's awesome because she has such great vision, you know. And, but we talk about this because we both do this to each other. I say, what's wrong with us? At our age, we should just relax. Just enjoy. Let's ride this thing out. Jesus is coming back soon anyways. We don't need to do nothing. I mean, come on. We're giving, we're doing, let somebody else do it. We do. And then we look at each other and go, nah, ain't happening. Let's go. I say, yep, you're right. Let's go. You know, let's do this. Let's allow this. Let's do this. Praise God. Let's keep going and doing what God's called us to do. Why? Because we want to finish our course. I want to finish. I don't know about you, but I want to finish. I want to find when Jesus, you know, comes back that he finds me busy doing something for him. I mean, that's my heart. I'm going to let the peace of God call the shots in my life. Amen. I'm going to let the peace of God be that referee or that umpire. And I look to the peace of God because... You know, when you have that, and I love, like I said, I love my board because they challenge me. They're not, none of them are yes men. They're all strong. They're all very strong guys. And I'm so thankful about that. And they challenge me. Well, you know, it's going to be this, going to be that, it's going to be this. And I'm like, yep, yep, I thought about all of that. Already calculated all that in my brain. Thought about, okay, how can we do this in the natural? Can't. Isn't that exciting? Listen, you never use your faith for the possible. Faith is not for the possible. Faith is for the impossible. When God asks you to do it, you gotta, you, faith is for the impossible. You don't need faith to sit in that chair. You've sat in that chair before. You know that thing's going to hold you. So, you know, you, you know, faith is for the impossible. Amen. And that's where God, when God just gives you crazy ideas or do things, you just go, well, okay, Lord, you can do this. I'll stand back and watch. This will be a good thing, praise God. Hallelujah. But here's the biggest key about when, how do we, what does it mean to stay in peace? What does it mean to walk in the way of peace? Is you're going to let peace be the referee or the umpire, or you're going to let peace be the ruler over your emotions and your decisions. Amen? 
Because you don't ever make a decision based on what you want. Amen? You make a decision based on what God is speaking to your heart. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, you know, it's so vitally important. And, and I'm going to take a thing out of, of good old uh, Cameron here. I might preach shorter today. You never know. I got a lot more notes, but, you know, you seem to like him going short, so I might have to go a little shorter here, see what happens. Not because he's short, but it's just because he does that, you know. Hallelujah. So it's good stuff. Amen. <laughs> I love Cameron. I love Cameron. He's precious. You know, I like Samantha more, but it's still good. It's all good, too. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. You guys get all, you know, when you talk about vision, you talk about finance, you talk about expanding, stretching your faith, people get real nervous. They do. Because they think you're going to ask something of them. But I am going to ask something of you. I'm going to ask that you let peace guard your heart and your mind. Don't try to figure things out in your head. See, the way, what does it mean to walk in the way of peace, or what does it mean to have peace as the umpire of our life, or, or have peace here, is that we're going to take hold, and we're not going to let our emotions or all the, anything else dictate what we do. We're going to let the peace of God say, well, God, hey, hallelujah, we're going to let you do what you want to do. Lord, if we believe that you said, believe that this is what you're doing, then we're going to trust you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because here's the thing. How many know that the enemy is out to distract you? He's out to put pressure on you. But see, peace eliminates the distractions. Peace eliminates the pressure. Hallelujah. And what it does then, it in turn brings rule to chaos. Because if you can be in peace about something, if you just think, you know what, I just know that I, I know what God's doing. I know what he's saying in my heart. And I've got peace about it. Then you step out. Amen. It's so funny because people come to me for counseling a lot. They come to me to talk. Oh, Pastor, I say, sure. And, you know, most of the time, I just let them talk. And they talk and they figure out what's in your heart. And whether you know what? That's it. And then they think I'm so wonderful and I didn't do nothing but listen and sit there. And while they figured it all out because they just needed somebody, they needed to get it in to find out where's the peace of God. Where is the peace? How do I sense them? Where's the peace of God? What do I have in my heart? Because that's where peace is. Amen? Amen. And that's what you always got to come back to. You can't come back to, well, we did this, this, pros, cons. What did God say? And what is God doing? What is the peace of God that passes all understanding? That means you don't understand it. You have no reason to be happy. No reason to have joy. No reason, all the things that are going on. But all of a sudden, you're just happy and full of joy knowing, God, you're about to do something. You're about to turn this situation around. You're about to do some things here. Hallelujah. Now, go back with me, if you would, to Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. You probably never even turned there. I just said that. But if you go back there with me, let me share this with you. Because the very first part of that says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called into one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. See, first thing, when you let the peace of God rule in your heart, you've got to let it rule. Then you've got to turn around and know that, hey, I'm called into His Christ's body. I'm part of the body of Christ. 
Everything that Jesus got, everything that Jesus has belongs to me. Jesus gave me his peace. He gave me his joy. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let the word of Christ dwell in me richly. Which means I'm going to go and look at the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what I'm going to do. Amen? I'm going to allow what God's saying to do. I'm going to do that. I'm going to stay in peace. I'm not going to let whatever goes around me in the world rattle me. I'm going to stay in peace, stay focused on God. Say, God, you knew this was going to happen. God, you know, so you direct my steps. And he's going to direct your steps. Amen? In fact, God's going to give you divine strategies for your life supernatural spiritual strategies that you couldn't think of that only God can do. He's going to show you something that only God could do. Yeah, we all have hurts and pains and there's all things that take place, but thank God that God's hand, God's plan, God's purpose, hallelujah, will be accomplished. And then you just sit back and go, wow, look what the Lord hath done. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. Look what he's done. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean that your emotions aren't going to go crazy. Doesn't mean that your thought, that you're going to have to, you may have to cast it down 300 times a day. Give it to God. Say, what are you going to do about that? Nothing. Go talk to God about it. And then he's going to say, but what are you going to do? I said, nothing. Go talk to God. God's working on it. He's showing me things. I have an unction from the Holy One. I know all things. He's showing me. I'm going to follow after peace. God's going to show me. He's going to open. He's directing my steps. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. Glory to God, and I trust him. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you just got to speak to yourself, speak to the enemy, and say, this is what we're doing. This is how we're handling it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Letting God be God. Letting the peace of God. Now, this is a whole lot easier to preach than it is to walk it. Remember what I said? It's easier to preach and teach about all these things and about all the one. But listen, the peace of God is here in our hearts. He's given that to us. We have it. That's the first thing you've got to do is you've got to say, I've got it. I've got it. Amen. It's my, I've got peace. So I said, well, you sure don't look like peace. i got peace. See, some of you, you've been saying uh, the joy of the Lord. I'm like, woo, got a little bit more joy. Get a little more joy. Stir it up a little bit harder. It's hard for us to do that. It is. Because we're, we were thinking about that joy is from the outside instead of joy is from the end. You need to get happy on the inside of you. You need to get peaceful on the inside. There's a scripture in the Bible, and we'll close on this. It says this, is that in your patience possess ye your souls. In your patience, possess ye your souls. And your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion, which is all over the place. In your patience, how do we deal with that? Because peace brings stability. Peace doesn't get in a hurry. Amen. So peace, you just say, all right, peace, you're going to deal with my patience. Patience, you're going to possess my soul. You're going to possess my mind, my will, and my emotions. I have control. I have strength on the inside of me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, and you, when you do that, you go, oh, I'm going to stay in it. Glory to God. I'm going to let peace be what it's supposed to be. And I'm going to follow after peace. And, and you'll find out that you'll be a whole lot easier to get along with. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs>
non riada canto rapare cartes, non si adoro godere basta, non riacanto vestro teste, non riacasso riabate, non nurra nomecatore, non la ramazzon toramate vedete, non riamenca, non riacosarà, non va a ramare rosso rocco, non riacavate, non li ottossarà marevando, e te, e te, non si ora va che lo fu, ya sa, Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. You know, you've said in your heart, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't, have, you don't know what I have to face. But the Lord says unto you, yes, I do. Because I'm here with you. And you don't have to face any of that by yourself or all alone because I said I would never leave you nor forsake you I'm here with you and when I said I gave you my peace I meant that when I said that I gave you my joy I meant that when I said that my peace will guard your hearts and your minds I meant that don't try to continue to go in your own strength because you're not supposed to go in your own strength You're supposed to go in my strength. It says to be strong in the Lord. Not in yourself, but in the Lord. And that peace that you are so hungry for, that peace that you are so longing for will rise up. And it will guard your mind and your hearts. It will rise up and it will take captivity. Those thoughts that are trying to hold you into bondage trying to hold you into fear trying to hold you that it's not going to change it's not going to change it's not going to change no that's a lying vanity the things that you see in the natural are temporal it's the things that you don't see that you need to set your eyes on in the eternal that are eternal set your eyes on me says the Lord set your eyes on me and know that I'm working for you that I'm working on your behalf, that I've brought you and that I've got you because you're my child and you're part of the body. And since you're part of the body, that body I'm taking care of. Jesus is the head of that body. Therefore, he's with you. He's there. Hallelujah. And he's going to see you through. Oh, that thing that you're facing right now that seems impossible. Seems like, I don't think it's going to change. I I just don't know how I'm going to handle that. You don't have to handle it by yourself, but you don't have to handle it at all. Trust me. Cast your care over onto me. Trust me. And the peace that I have will guard your heart and your mind. Oh, it'll bring peace that everybody around you will begin to say, what happened? What changed? And you'll be able to declare and say, what changed is I'm letting peace rule my mind. I'm letting peace rule my heart. God's got it. He's working on it. He's bringing it to bed. God's going to turn that situation around. God's going to turn that situation around. God's going to bring things to you. Bring the, God's going to bring divine strategies, supernatural ways that you thought not, only that only He can do, that only He can do so that you can stand back and say, God loves me. God loves me. He loves you. God loves me. God loves you. 
Yes, yes. So just rest. Faith is a rest. Peace that passes all understanding. Guard your heart and your mind. And Father, I pray that for each and every one here today. I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding to guard their hearts and minds. Father, we know that with everything but prayer and supplication we give to you. But Father, thank you for the peace of God. Peace of God. There's things that we get so caught up in, we get so concerned about. Father, but the peace of God that passes all understanding is going to guard our hearts and our minds. Right now, right now, I take authority. The lies of the enemy shall cease. The lies of the enemy shall cease. The scripture in the Bible that declares that. The enemy's been lying to you. He's been lying to you. And he's doing that because he so knows that the answer's on the way. The answer's, there's, it's going to turn around. The answer is there. Father, thank you for that. And thank you, Lord, for your hand and your purpose and your plan. Lord, I thank you for that now. Father, and as our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior this morning. I know I've talked to our body because it's our Sunday. It's what's taking place, Father. Lord, thank you for that and just giving peace to them about every situation, not just what we're doing as a church, but also their own lives. But Father, if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice that needs Jesus, they need the peace of God in their hearts right now. And if you're here and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, raise your hand real high. Say, hey, that's me. I want to decide. You know, you got to want God and do the things that God wants you to do. I'm looking around. Hallelujah. God loves you. Cares for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, then it's for the body of Christ. Everybody lift up their head and open their eyes. Hallelujah. One thing we're going to do before we, before we close here or anything, because we're going to you know, do a little turnaround and then come back. We're going to give a few moments here before we come back and do the meeting. One of the things is, is that I was told this morning that uh, uh, Brother Sam Cortez's father passed away today or last night anyway. So we want to lift up Sam and Rita and, and Sylvia there uh, that are connected with that. For those of you who don't know who Sam is, Sam's preached for us before. He's an awesome guy, sweetheart. And he's been taking care of his dad for the last several months. Uh, his dad was older, but he's been just being, being a great son. But, you know, no matter what, even though you're like, oh, it's kind of a relief. But in the other sense, praise God, we need to continue uphold each other. So I'm going to do that. I want to pray for them, okay? Let's do that. Father, we lift up Sam. We lift up Rita. We lift up Sylvia. Father, we lift up the whole family. Your hand upon their lives. Thank you, Father. Father, we know where Sam's father is. He's with you. He's at home with you. Thank you that he, he's left this world. Hallelujah. He's shouting. Glory to God, no more pain, no more suffering. Lord, we honor you for that. We just thank you for it. Father, but I ask you to just comfort Sam. Comfort me to comfort Sylvia. Comfort them, Father God. Comfort them. Holy Spirit, you be their comforter. You be right there to uphold them and strengthen them in it. Lord, we honor you and love you for it. You are such a great God. You are such a mighty God. Lord, we love you and praise you and thank you for the body of Christ at Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you and praise you. Father, we honor you and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.